Welcome back. It is our weekly Friday episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. I'm your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And if you guys came for positivity, you came to the wrong show this week. Uh, this is a this is an episode that we were hoping to do a lot later than we're about to do, but um, this is the episode where we wrap up the Bruins series, uh, round two series against the Islanders, and unfortunately wrap up the whole season as well. Uh, we'll also get into the Celtics since it's been a bit since we talked about them, since their season has ended, and also there's some rumors swirling around with them, uh, and we'll get into all that. But I figure we might as well start with the fresh wound here and talk about the Bruins. What do you think? Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm not exactly sure where to start, but I guess I'll start with the fact that the Bruins didn't really show up to win that game six. Um, I saw on, one I saw one guy there. Would, would that guy be Brad Marchand? That was it. Handsome Brad was there. That's all I saw. Yeah. I had actually made a prediction before the game to uh, my brother, I think, and I had said the only way we win this game is if if Marchand puts the game the team on his back. And for a minute there, I thought that he had a chance to do that. Um, but look, I, I want to come out first first here and say that I didn't give the Islanders enough credit, and I, and I can definitely admit where I'm wrong. I don't think that this Islander team. I mean, I, I'm saying this as my personal opinion, and I'm probably going to be wrong again, but I don't think that they have what it takes to win it all. I don't think they have what it takes to beat Tampa even. So that'll be interesting to see uh, how that pans out for them. But I definitely still think we are the better team. We're banged up really bad, and you know they took advantage of all the opportunities that they got to close out games and to take leads and, and keep those leads. So definitely have to give them credit for um, doing what they did, and at the end they're making it look easy against us because game six was was not what you would think a, a team that's up against the wall, season's about to end. For me, I didn't see it there. Um, and that that comes from a handful of things that we'll get into as well, but how are you feeling after this game? Uh, angry. Really angry. Um that was probably the quietest I've watched a Bruins game. Uh, and I'm, I don't know, some some of you listening know this because you've watched a game with me. I am not quiet. I'm loud. I yell, whether it's good or bad. I get very loud. And I was, I got loud when Brad tied it. And that was about the last thing I did. Uh, well, because at that point, there was still a game to be played. Right. But... It, there, yeah, no one showed up. Tuca still took a game off. I wish, I wish that he got pulled after two, like you suggested. I just feel like a lot of our suggestions, and I want to preface this by saying we're idiots who like sports but don't yeah. know anything. Uh, I think our suggestions would have made for a better result yesterday. I don't know. You still need the whole entire team to show up, but God, Frederick would have looked a lot better than DeBrusque. Uh I like Richie on the fourth line was like cool. Maybe there will be a goal from the fourth line. I don't like. I don't know. Um, no, just just like I'm I'm pissed. And like the fact that I have to wait for playoff Bruins hockey another year. You know, I'm expecting to get there. I'm just gonna say that I'm expecting to get there next season. Yeah. The fact that I have to wait a year makes me sick. It makes me sick. Uh, I, I I'm with you. Credit to the Islanders. They're the hardest hitting team. They're the most hitting team. Good on them. I, yeah, I, I think a gentleman sweep at best from Tampa on them. Uh, personally, I just I really don't think they have it. I mean, I think they won games that they actually lost. We talked about it. That was game five. I don't think that was the only game this series where that happened. Um, Got to hand it to them about their, their defense, though. Th- their disruption is incredible. Uh, Tampa is going to be in the right places for those juicy Varlamov rebounds. They Absolutely. are. They, they 100% are. I can't for the life of me understand why not a single one of our lines could be there. Um, it just felt, you could see it early. Even like, even after the second goal, it was just like, you said it too. It's like, they didn't show up and not like there's, there's just, sometimes it's grooving and we were not nothing. No, all the pucks are going the wrong way. The whole I night, I felt that way in game five too. It just. 
I also don't know if I've ever seen a game with more block shots. Every yeah. time we would either make a pass or take a shot, the Islanders were there. They were blocking all those shots. There was absolutely Dude. no opportunity. I, I think we could have taken, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm just guessing. I'm not saying this is the actual number, but we could have taken 60 shots and only 20 of them went through. You yeah. know, like it wasn't even... Yeah. It wasn't even close. No. And it be it the stick or the body. At one point, I was like, why don't we just spend the next five minutes of this period just pelting their players hoping they go down from... Yeah. <laughs> like, they're taking it. Like, they, you got you to gotta miss the pad sometime. Oh, man. It was cra- it was crazy. I mean, their disruption, the chaos they caused worked. It, it killed us. It sank us. Um just yeah, I just but I, I yeah I don't I don't think they're going through. I'd love to be wrong, honestly. I I like the Islanders more than I like Tampa. I do. I, I really give, do. I give a lot of credit to the way that the they were able to stop us in this whole series and and especially in that game to to Barry Trotz. I mean that is exactly his style of play. That is exactly his style to cater to whatever team you're playing against and make sure that you stop. I mean, you saw it. They were destroying McAvoy. The only real defenseman that we had out there that was worth, you know, he's our shutdown defenseman. So yeah. if you stop him, then you got to focus on the other players who aren't as good as him. So, and they did a very good job of doing that. And, and it showed because as soon as there's two, two things here, as soon as Carlo went down in the series, it completely changed. We didn't have that depth on defense and it wasn't, we weren't able to roll out two pairings in a row and have the ability to to really play defense against them. Yeah. The other thing that, that I noticed last night was after that cheap shot by Palmieri, which I didn't even see a fine today, Richie got a fine for an, an elbow in the game before, and Palmieri put a shoulder into McAvoy's head, and he went down, and he was out of the game for six, seven minutes, something like that, just about when the Islanders started really pouring on the goals, and there's a reason for that. Um, because there was no McAvoy out there. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have done it, but chances are maybe it was one. I don't I think, think it's three. I think they know. I think they know they had a better shot without Charlie. Yeah, exactly. Hence them keying on him the whole series. It's just ridiculous, man. And, and that's um, and that's a good game plan on their end. But the fact that that cheap shot happened and there was no penalty, there was nothing today, no fine. Like, I, I, I'm not going back to blaming the refs. No. I'm just saying that was a cheap shot, and even Palmieri knew it. I mean, as soon as he hit him, he threw his hands up like, come on. He knew a call was coming, and it didn't even come. So, I, you know, I'm not saying that that's the reason that we lost that game. We didn't play well the entire game. I just want to get beat. I want to just get, like, actually beat and not feel any other way about it. And right. I... I'm sorry. I just... I don't feel like... I think we still would have lost, but I don't feel like we entirely lost... To the Islanders, and that's a disgusting feeling. And like they, I don't know, call it excuses, call it whatever the hell you want to call it. It's bullshit, man. You you go out there unbiased. If I if we if we break down the scenario and you go player A, player B, and the officials and what's called and what's not, and you're not going to be an idiot to see some of these misses. I just like and they're not and and, and it did, again it we we didn't I don't feel like we got consistency. Absolutely not. The second line disappeared. Yeah. Um, I think there was a statistic I read today that it was something like, aside from the players on the first line, I think maybe Craig Smith and then uh, McAvoy, nobody had more than two points in the series. And that that's unacceptable from players like Taylor Hall and Krejci because, you know, people have bad games and they have bad series and stuff, but those are the guys, since we're not getting that bottom six scoring like we really need and they need to address desperately in the offseason – which that'll be a whole nother episode where we talk about next year or the off season and the expansion draft and all that kind of stuff. We won't that'll be get a into lot. That that'll be a one. lot of episodes. That'll be months. Exactly. So we'll we'll talk about the the needs in the off season at a later point. But I'm just saying for now, those are, that's when you really need that second line. The reason that we got Taylor Hall and the reason that we got Craig Smith to really step up and and it didn't happen in this yeah. series, unfortunately. That's what I said going into. I said we need a big second line game. We need Taylor Hall to score a goal. Yep, you did. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get it. Um, I don't know. What do you? Uh, I don't know. What? Do, where do we go with this? I don't know. What do you? I I want to talk about Tuca. I don't know if we do that now. Yeah, I mean, 
that was one of the things I was sort of alluding to at the beginning of the episode on things that I would like to talk about for this game specifically and reasons why we could have potentially lost this game. Aside from no secondary scoring, I mean, Marshan, he really can't win every game for you. Um, no, it's incredible. First the ones line, he does. I, let me let me say let me rephrase that. The first line can't win every game for you yeah. because Pasta scored a ton of goals. Uh, Bergeron's always in the right place at the right time and making plays and all that. But it can't. You can't be a one line team, and that's what we've seen over the last however many years, which is what we finally felt we were going to accomplish going into round two after seeing what was done with the second line in round one. So, I I think that Tuca definitely was a big problem in this game as well but I also think that it's because there were a ton of defensive breakdowns in front of yeah. him and Grizzlick had maybe the worst game he's played all sure year did yeah he looked um, like he looked like when he came into the league yeah it, it, it was, was that bad. was a rough that was a rough watch man some really really just gut-wrenching turnovers just yep. brutal two two goals were his were because of turnovers from Grizzlick yeah and there was, um, uh, and I saw other turnovers that didn't result in that. Yeah, and that, and we, I suppose you could say he got lucky on that. Definitely. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say that he needs to go because I think he's a good defenseman, no, but no. I don't he's think he's still that, young. No, but that that sucked. That just sucked. Yeah, I, I, I'm not anti Grizzly by any means. It, it just sucks that he had his, he had his worst game that game. Right, he did it in the middle of the season. And, you know, aside from those two, those two goals. That were you know easily savable by Tuca in my opinion. I don't think that he should have been in there in the first place. And the reason that I say that is because when you get to this point in the playoffs and you get to a deciding game, it's a really tough decision. I can only imagine the the decision that Cassidy has to make on that because on one hand you're putting in a rookie goaltender who's never had any playoff experience except for one period where he let up a goal. Not a, not a lot of confidence to be built there. And then on the other hand, you have a goaltender who is playing injured, and it's very clear because in his post-game press conference, he literally said, "I am injured, and I am expecting to have surgery potentially in the off season." Um, I did my best, and it wasn't enough. And you know that's really all you can ask for from Tuca for him actually going into the game. But if he was playing at sixty percent, you know, I see, I, I understand players playing hurt in the playoffs. It just is what it is, but. There's a difference between we've seen Bergeron, we've seen Chara play very injured in the playoffs, but they're not the guy that's stopping the goal from going in. I mean, maybe Chara obviously has a part in that because the defense needs to do their job, but he, your goaltender can't be the guy who's playing at 60% or, or 75% or something like that. It just doesn't seem like it's enough. And, you know, I do feel for Tuca because... I, I don't see why he wouldn't go in there and try his best, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. And I I think that the other reason that the Islanders were rolling so hard against us and playing so hard was, one, they're closing out the series, but two, once they start getting the feel for those goals going in and seeing that Tuca's playing poorly, they have the confidence to just keep putting him on net and keep putting in these goals that should be saved but aren't being saved and, you know, once you get the momentum of being either up or, you know, really playing well, then I think that plays a huge factor into the game, too. You know, if it was tied 2-2 the whole game, they wouldn't have been playing as hard as they were. I don't think. Yeah. So so how how much of this do you put on Tuca? I mean, be honest. I, I just, I'm not saying he's Less completely than- at fault, but I'm also not saying that he's not at fault at all. Less, I, I put less than the goals that were on the board against him, based off of the defense, the de- the defensive breakdowns, the the being walking into the series down one of your six defensemen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'd have liked to see the rookie start. I don't know, or or, or that short lease you talked about, two goals and switch it. Season's on the line. I know you rode with them, but. Yeah, this because just, those just, those are just the moments that come up, and you gotta you gotta make that call there. And I understand it's a really tough call, but I I would love to have seen it the other way. So again, that's not even Tuka. I just think they had Tuka's number. I don't know. Maybe he was he wasn't giving it their all, but like they, a lot of the goals are in the same spots that were just seemingly they found weakness on this yeah. guy that we thought was invincible. Um, so 
I think they just had Tuca's numbers and and the shakeup needed to come. I, I put more of it on Cassidy than I put on Tuca, really. Um, and I and I think you know, and I'm not calling for Cassidy's head either. I, I think he coached a hell of a series, especially in the we talked about Barry Trotz earlier, and you know, future Hall of Famer. Shout out to Barry Trotz, great great job. But yeah, the shade he was throwing, I, I didn't notice this until I was watching the like coming into uh, Game Six preview on NBC Sports when they did that whole like cut together thing. But I didn't realize how much shade he was throwing at Patrice and stuff. It was like pretty nasty in the press. Uh, between those two, um, but yeah, I, I like how Cassidy stands up for him. I just I didn't agree with some of his moves. I you know you and I talked about it. We would have had Frederick in instead of DeBrusque. Um, yeah, I, I just think I think our style. I think you and I would coach the Bruins different than this. And again, we're idiots. Um, but there's I, a reason that we're not coaching in the league. There's, how about there's, that? There's, there's, yeah, there's, just, there's many reasons. It's just one. Yeah, no, yeah, there's many. Um, but I'm. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm t- a little speechless. I you know I'm pissed off. Um, but it's just not to go down. Like I just I, I wanted to get beat. I didn't want to get beat by us. Lo- I thought I said this was our series to lose. We did it. We lost. Oh, absolutely. We lost three in a row. Uh, after winning four in a row, I saw <laughs> I saw this. You're gonna hate this. I saw this awful meme where it was uh, fans break out f Kyrie uh chant after a Bruins game and then it's like Kyrie making some weird face and then it it cuts to <laughs> the Bruins Twitter saying we've been eliminated. It's like oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's cuz we chanted f Kyrie that uh yeah, that we're that's out. it. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I I don't know. I'm this is this is heavy. I've always been a Tuka guy. I've always been a big big Tuka fan. But uh I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to move on. Well, hold. I mean, hold that thought because that is something that we're going to get into on a future episode. And, you know, we're going to give it a little bit of time, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, and who knows? I might be ready. It, I'm not going to say he, I know, but yeah. Who knows if he decides that he gets this surgery and he's like, I- I'm kind of done with injuries and he wants to retire or, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So it might be a decision that's made for us and, you don't, you know, we don't really – the yeah, Bruins don't really have much say. I'll take him back. I love Tuca. It's just it, it, if that's what happens and it's time, I don't know. It, you know, maybe maybe I'm okay with that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm ready for Swayman Overall, whenever that is. Whether it be it next year, two years, three years from now, whatever. Swayman's the future and just make sure we have him locked down. But as for Tuca, I just I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. I'm, I'm, I'm more okay with letting go than I thought I ever would be, I guess, after that. And that's fair. I think a lot and of fans. I still are don't think that was a lot thing. of his fault, but like I don't know. That's just that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating, man. That's really what it comes down to. Is that you know we felt really good going into the series, and I think that the Bruins sh- obviously should have won the series had it gone the way that it could have gone. You know, if you think about the way that they should have been playing and the depth that we have compared to the depth that they have, it shouldn't have been even this close in the first place. I don't think so. Um, We got some bad bounces. We got some bad calls, and it's just how the game goes. And they capitalized on all that stuff, and we didn't. came out of sleep in all the overtime games, too. That, too. Thank you, Handsome Brad, for being the only guy who cared. Like, we stole that overtime game. I felt like they were were throttling us. Yep. They throttled us in the other one. It's like, can we get a shot opportunity? We come out of the gate so hot— we don't capitalize on it. We maybe get one goal. We maybe don't score at all. Happened to, I thought we did come out hot yesterday. A little we bit. Did. For like yeah. five minutes. Gone. And then to watch the final five, when you, like, even after they score, even before they score the empty netters, to, to, you, to see the final five and you just see how gassed we are. They were just passing the puck around, killing time, and we were just, there was nothing we could do about it. I'm like, if we get three goals... And tie the series and somehow win in overtime. We're gonna be dead for Game Seven. It's just like look. It looked like everything. Everybody was spent on that top line because they they had to lift too much weight. They really did. We we are right. I love the top two lines, but yeah, it, you know. And we'll get into it in the off season. But someone's got to be able to score in the third. I I I'll deal with the fourth. But I'm used to, you know. These these fourth lines kind of being able to show up every once in a while. We didn't see it. I don't think we saw one. Really, one goal. I mean, when we didn't see more than three goals from the fourth line. I don't think, right? In it's not only playoffs. that; it's just that they, if they're, if you're not scoring, you have to be tough, right? And the Islanders made that clear. Yeah, you know, it worked for them, and it worked for St. Louis, and it worked for all these teams that beat the hell out of us. Yeah, 
So it's a problem it, that like Jake DeBrus gets put in the game, and the toughest guy on your fourth line is the guy who just got flexed out of the third. That's a problem, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing is everybody thinks that this league is going finesse and it's going to speed and all of that. And sure, it is. It's it's trending in that direction. But it's trending. But, it's not. But, it's not. It's not jumping there. And there's that's a lot for of people your first fighting two, it back. Right, and that's still mostly over throughout this league for your first two, maybe three lines. There's it, it, the only way to survive in this league is to still be tough, whether it's on defense, whether it's on your fourth line or some of some on your third line. But like without a player that's able to do that kind of stuff and stick up for people, it it's just not going to work. Yeah. Like I I, I I hate to say this. But, and I don't expect Pasta to do it, and he shouldn't have to because he is your superstar player aside from Marshan, really. But when when McAvoy took that shoulder to the face by Palmieri, that's when you earn your penalty. That's when you run up to him and you just rock him in the head. Like, not, you know, league, I, I say legally, nothing's legal if you get a penalty, but like, you need to give him a shot to the face, not with your stick, but like, rough him up, face wash him, do whatever you got to do. He didn't really do anything. He kind of just pushed him a little bit. Like, that is your superstar defenseman. That is your number one guy. And the fact that nobody did anything is wrong. You know, it's still a part of the game, and it's very clear that they knew what they were doing, and we didn't have any answer for it. And it's the same way it's the same way we got bullied out of the cup in 2019. So something's got to change. And again, I keep saying, you know, we'll talk about the offseason when we get to it. But, you know, just quickly, that's that's – some major issue that I think we need to address. So, yeah, I agree. Overall, you know, letdown of a series. I mean, letdown of a, a ending to the season. Um, but I love this team. I think that we had a great season. First round was awesome. Second round was, you know, we were on the right track, and then some injuries caught up with us, and some games didn't go our way. And yeah, I mean, it's um, the same. It's the same way we fell out of, you know, first. We were run, we were running this division for a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, injury injury bug was a was a, of of note in twenty twenty. Um, I will say, I definitely have forgotten and don't care uh, that this we used to call this we were calling this the asterisk season. It's not. It's the cup. It's real hockey. Whoever gets yeah. the title uh, deserves it. And I, God, I wanted it. I wanted it really badly. I wanted to at least have a shot at it. Yeah. You know, like if you make it all the way there. We don't have the best track record in the finals, unfortunately. True. If you look at the entire history of the Bruins going to the finals. Right. Um, but I would have liked a shot at it. I think that I just, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say even now because if we went up against Tampa, who's to say we weren't getting swept? I mean, we were looking beat. We were looking done just in this series. Yeah. You know, and, and say we do make it past them, if we end up playing Vegas – or Colorado, or whoever, you know, who's to say we don't get spanked by them? Or Montreal, but, uh, you know, it's just, it didn't look like we had the gas to make it all the way to the finish line. No. Even if we had made it through this series. Yeah, and even if we got Carlo back, or Miller, and they were starting to skate and stuff, but, you know, what percentage are we getting them, you know? Right, exactly. It it was, you know, it it, it was like the House of Cards started falling, you know, like they did in 2013, but it wasn't at the finish line it, it was they were falling too early and so i agree i think that was pretty telling that this wasn't going to be our year if we survived this series i do feel that way we, we, there's we, always we, hope there's always a chance yeah. but it, you know it, it didn't it didn't look good the way that we ended this series had we had you know somehow clawed our, our way through and made it to the next round i, I don't know how it would have went so right like i said the positive of it is i love this team i love the way that they played this season they had a great year overall um some some really good play from your your top guys and your your core guys really um they show that they can do it without chara and that one hurt but you know it was possible and uh you know now that we're out i kind of for a second there i was like you know it would have been really weird to win it without him anyway Oof. but it's gonna have to happen we, we're gonna I want that to yeah happen. exactly it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen someday, yeah. you know. So I think there was some sort of beauty, and if we had done it by going through him, yeah, um, that's true too. But 
I wasn't I wasn't hoping for a loss. You know, that's not what no, I'm saying. Cool. No, I'm just course, saying it was. It would have been yeah. so strange been had we gone yeah. all the way. And, the fact that and he. Yeah. It would have been yeah. great to see Patrice holding the cup first, but it would have been weird. There would, right, have, been, there exactly. would have been something missing in the room. It would, it, you wouldn't. The, the announcers would have brought it up. They would have been like, "You can't help but think about the old captain." And like, right? Yeah, I, you can't. Um, but current captain, really, the sad. I think the saddest outlook on this is that you know that's that's one less year. That's you know we're one year closer to the end of Patrice Bergeron. Well, and they know that too. I mean, he made comments along those lines. Um, in his post-game press conference, and he knows that the window is closing and that it's getting really, really close to being 100% closed. Um, we got to swing that big these, this offseason. I we mean, gotta that's really what him. it is, right? Do it you know, for you him. Do it for him. Right. Don't, who cares about the future? Get get one more with Patrice. You, this team finds a way to, to not have any real hangovers from any acquisitions that they do. So... Come on. Well, we got a few. You got a few months off to rest up, rest up, heal up, start pre, you know, start planning for the next season. And I think that, you know, I, I never think that they're going to make a big splash in free agency. But we also saw them get Craig Smith, which was a huge addition this year, huge. and he he played a massive role on this team. And I think that he will continue to do that because he wasn't a one year deal. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next year and what happens in the off season and who we lose and who goes to Seattle and you know we'll have a lot of that stuff to talk about wow, coming up. Yeah. But expansion draft special, watch out yeah, for exactly. us. Exactly. Overall, very happy with. You know, I shouldn't say very happy because we lost, but you know, very happy with this team, and I think that we're they have a, good, a lot of potential. We're in a good spot. Yeah, we're yeah, in a good spot. Exactly. It sucks. It's 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 rough, but yeah, that's why I'm so hungry for next season because I fully expect to be back there. Can't wait to see what version of us is there, and um, just you know, yeah, good year, tough, tough at the end. Congratulations again to the Islanders. Uh, you guys were annoying, but it was a great series. Uh, fun to watch. I wish it went longer. Um, and. Uh, screw the capitals <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm looking forward to i guess i'll close out this brewing stuff with i'm looking forward to next season where you know you and i can get back together to go to some games and do some more away games and we got a lot of stuff planned for next season so yeah you know, we're gonna work on that during the, the off season Bruins in california again you know yeah exactly yeah. you'll actually get to go without having to travel all the way back here i hope they someday play at lake tahoe again but i can go that that's seemed pretty pretty dope although I'd, uh, they'd have to build a lot of stands for that but yeah i don't know weird 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 year but the team you know team looks we're we're in, we're we're poised we're gonna be in the top five in contention i'd imagine coming in on vegas odds when the puck s starts dropping again next season I, i'd imagine yeah and you also five. you also have to think about next season the divisions i would imagine will kind of go back to normal where it won't be as tough as it was this year to get in is my guess. But I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past, and I will be wrong in the future. So we'll see about that, too. I still think we had the hardest division. I I totally agree with you. I think the Rangers and the Flyers could easily be in the playoffs. And, yeah. And hang and make make a little annoyance. Definitely. Well, let's talk about something we haven't talked about in a while that is probably equally as depressing. Well, at this point, you know. You've had some time. The wounds are healing a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, didn't did not know until you sent me that, any of this Kemba stuff. Let's just start it out with that, then. I think that's a great place to start. Um, Actually, hold on. Let's start with how the season ended real quick. Okay, well... Gentlemen sweep. We did get one game. I was wrong, Andrew. You were correct. Um, yep. Thank you. That was a lot of fun to watch. That was it was great. Um, you know the Nets are now storming through the Bucks, which is honestly crazy to me how bad they're storming through them. But uh, you know, Celtics went down pretty, pretty, pretty hard. Um. The games that I was expecting most of them to be, the twenty-point blowouts, came at the end uh, and rung true. Um, 
No Jalen Brown down the stretch, obviously. I did see some stuff I liked out of Jabari Parker uh, and Evan Fournier and um, Neesmith and Pritchard. Another another team, you know, neither neither result that we wanted this season. One one we think we should have got there. This The Celtics not so much, but we wanted to see how far we could go. Happy we got through the play-in. Um, but I like this team, even though they're infuriating. I do like this team. But the... The where these where this is going to compare a little bit here uh, to what we were talking about with Tuca is the Kemba thing. Um, well, I I have a hot take already. Yeah, my hot take is that this team has a good core. Yep. And by core, I'm saying like not Kemba. The guy, the guys. Well, not Kemba, but the guys that you're going to keep for a long time. And in my guess is, um, you're looking at obviously Tatum and Brown, and then a maybe a couple guys after that that are real pieces that I wouldn't want to see leave. Other than that, I think that this team desperately needs a shakeup because they just have a, for me, they have a bunch of guys. They have a bunch of, of basketball players. They don't have like a, a legitimate, they don't have that tight knit team yeah. that is going to do it all. Yeah. I mean, this Personally. is one, this is a better bench than we saw the season before. Um, and they all, you know, they, you can tell they get along somewhat. But, yeah, there, there's an extra level of connection and chemistry that never gelled here that I really thought would come from, like, when, like, you know, guys like Tristan Thompson are coming in and saying they, they want to embody Marcus Smart because he's a dog, and they want to be that, and they want to be the spirit of the Celtics like that. Right. Never never, never came to fruition, really, you know? Like, I mean, it's just... To, to be fair about that comment, though... It's great. I loved it. He... No, but he seems like he's a guy that really thrives off of the fans and off of the experience, and he didn't get that in Boston at all, except for two games, right? Right. Yeah, and he, so, and he played well with fans, I'd, I'd say. His games in front I of think, fans, he, he played quite well, in my opinion. I, I think players are going to have off nights, but I think that you might see a better uh, version of him next year, seeing as there'll be fans. He'll have experience with the team for a year. Um, I'm hoping. I'm being hopeful here, but... I think that that is going to play a big part in the Celtics next year, having fans be in the stands and and constantly. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, just in in looking right now at uh, you know who who's on the docket for resigning and who's losing. Well, and then also just this entire Kemba conversation. In case anyone doesn't know what I'm referring to, uh, yeah, I keep pushing out, that off. My bad. Yeah, no, it's fine. It it uh, it came out that um, apparently the Celtics and Kemba have have been interested in a breakup for quite some time um, to the point where there was a trade offer in 2020 during the, the uh, yeah, during the, you know, the trade, trade deadline. deadline. Yeah, that's the damn thing. Um, <laughs> where it didn't happen, but it, it almost did. Um, I am, I'm very surprised to hear that. I, I think a lot of Kemba's... Issues are injury based. Um, I think it's it is kind of a crime with how much production we've gotten out of him for what we pay him. Uh, he's the highest paid on the team by a significant sum uh, this season by twelve million. Next closest Jalen Brown at twenty two, Kemba making thirty four point three. Next season on up to make thirty six, and then thirty seven Tatum, who starts his mega deal this this upcoming season. Still getting outpaid by Kemba by eight million at twenty eight. Twenty eight to his thirty six. It's a lot I, of money. It's a and, lot and of money. We're, and we're gonna lose this. We're gonna lose this whole thing. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody's gonna want to take him for that money with his injury problems and not to mention his production as of late. Uh I think I think we're gonna get we're gonna be hurting on this one for a while. I agree. Um that or or we you know some of these young guys are worth paying for you know this if this breakup happens Brad's going to be looking for that contract to get eaten at least or a, a, a comparable player coming back um i've seen a lot of trades going around a lot of people are trying to hype the uh dame to boston uh fantasies which i do believe are fantasies we're talking about the guy who has ridiculed players in the past for leaving where they're drafted from and for demanding trades 
I don't see him just doing that because he's upset about how he was eliminated this season. Maybe I'm wrong. People can change their mind, and I wouldn't judge him if he did that. But I think Kemba, and therefore you're going to lose someone who I hope I hope I hope there's two like two never trades and one try not to trade on this entire roster, Jalen and Jason for the never trade, and then try not to trade Marcus Smart. Other than that, everything's up for, up for grabs to me. Even down right. to, even down to Robert Williams, who I think should be is is on the cusp of that try not to trade because I think he's about to be a top five center in the league, and we need a center. We need a center hot take back. again. Let's I got a hot take again, Let's and I know that you're you're gonna disagree with me, and I know if if our boy the Boston Brit was ever listening to this, he would be pretty furious as well with me. I think I think Marcus Smart's got to go, and let me explain. Wow. Let me explain. The heart and soul of the Celtics. He he is worth something. He's he's going to have to go, I think, because that's the only way you're going to get rid of Kemba. But I think he's worth a lot in a tr- whether yeah, whether it's a trade or or whatever it may be, but I think that he's probably your most valuable asset return-wise aside from players that you don't want to get rid of. You know, obviously, you're, we're, we're excluding Brown and Tatum here because that's yeah. just not going to happen, or, or you know, we got our fingers crossed on that. But right. um, I think that he gives you the best return for what you might need in the short term. Yeah. And I know that I'm probably going to get hate for that, and I know that we're on a different page, but, you know, somebody, somebody's got to say it, and I think it's me. Yeah, okay, it is you. You can take that bullet. I I <laughs> irrationally want to keep Marcus Smart. I want him to retire in green, everything. Uh, but you're not wrong in saying that he is he has value. I think I, I think there's several other players of value. Um, and that's my reasoning. It's not because I think that he needs to get off this team, that he's a cancer like everybody no. says and all this stuff. It's no. not that's not it. No. I I hate I hate all that crap. Uh, the other players who are worth something right now, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, I think Aaron Neesmith showed himself to be worth a little something, uh, and Romeo Langford definitely looks like he's he's someone, uh, he's someone who has a ceiling that's higher than maybe anticipated. Um, you just if if Kemba wants to go, we gotta we gotta break this up and and take as as li- little damage from this. This can't be a losing trade. It should, if anything, be like. I'll take I'll take someone some other like I'll wash. take an expiring thirty six million yeah. or something like I don't know like because Kemba has dude it's it's thirty four it was thirty four this year it's thirty six next year and then he has a player option for thirty seven which by the way he's not going to resign some somewhere and make any less than that he's taking that player option no matter where it goes so it's going to be a hard player to move man I want to re-sign Evan Fournier that's a sentence I never thought I'd say in my entire life I want to <laughs> re-sign Evan Fournier I'll say it again it's crazy but I do I don't think he need he I think he should get the same the same if not maybe a little less because he didn't really show up that uh this year at 17 million he was our third highest player on the roster this year I'd love to give him like 10, 12 to 15 maybe he kind of needs to like prove that he can play again after COVID which he was starting to do a little bit but again not really I but I, I think he's great off the bench Jabari Parker, I'm excited to have next season. Um, Shemi Ojale is expiring. Shemi finally won me over this season. Um, I, I was, yeah, I I noticed that as the season went on. It was weird, uh, but uh, I'll take Shemi back. Whatever. Uh, Luke Luke Cornett, thank you for your services, uh, Slenderman. Uh, you can move along now. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I the, the next order of business, which we've already kind of talked about, just by alluding to it is um, Danny Ainge is, is jobless. Yeah, so we haven't talked about this at all. I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit on that solo episode I did a little bit recently or, or you know, a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, but I wanted to wait because this was a huge deal. I mean, we, we had Danny Ainge steps down, as uh, you know, and Brad Stevens takes his place. So Danny Ainge is out of a job. Brad Stevens is in a new position, and we have no head coach. We have no head coach. Um, Brad is apparently looking. That was the news I saw. I mean, <laughs> which as is, which he was, should yeah, be. I was, I was like, why is this a headline? Uh, yeah. Okay, here's what it was. It was Woj yesterday. Celtics president Brad Stevens, which still is, doesn't, I don't know. It, it's weird how it flows already. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, Celtics president Brad Stevens has, has started to get permission to speak to head coaching candidates, including with assistants Chauncey Billups, uh, Darvin, Darvin Ham, and Charles Lee, uh, Jamal Mosley, and Ime Udoka. Um, I want Chauncey Billups to be coach of the Celtics next. That's my... Who doesn't? I mean, I'd love that. Uh, I don't want Jason Kidd, even if it means Dan... Uh, Dame Lillard would be a Celtic. I don't. I don't want J- uh, Jason Kidd. He's not a. He's not a good guy off the court. Uh, you, I think I texted you that, didn't you, I? You I did, mean, I'd be pretty yeah. bummed. A lot of people are. Did Green runs. Our guy Green runs deep. Says he's going to riot if if Jason Kidd yeah. gets hired. <laughs> and so, I believe him. I, I. I. That guy. That guy doesn't. That guy doesn't mince words. You know. Um, yeah. So, I. We talked about how Danny might be the problem. I brought up the rumors that. Uh, free agents don't come here and don't stay here because maybe because of Danny Ainge. We now get to see if that's the case. We now get to see if players love love Brad as much as we're told they do league-wide. Brad Stevens is going to be under a microscope. This is going to be incre- he's going to be incredibly ridiculed and under the finest microscope uh of Boston media because he's never done this before. Um and a lot of people tend to kind of earn it or fall back into it with age. And I think there's going to be a sensation that he was promoted without ever really winning. I think that's incorrect. He made it to the Eastern Conference Finals three out of four years using nothing. Um, Thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know his eye for talent. I, I know his eye for lineups kind of pissed me off, and he's always mixing things up. I'm ready for some consistency. I'm ready for a new system, and I'm glad Brad's still a part of the organization. I like that he has the job. I think it's going to be really difficult for him to be seen as even successful unless he wins a title. And the fact that him and Wick Grosbeck texted each other and said, uh, it's, it's banner 18 or die trying, I'm in. Let's go. What, what do you think? I mean, that's a hell of a quote. I, I loved it when I saw that too, but what do you think of the – Rumors, because I'm just going to call them rumors because I don't know how much validity there is to it, but of them saying that Brad potentially lost a room at some point in this season. And this was, I mean, obviously with how quick it happened with Danny stepping down and him taking the position same day, all that, this isn't something that was, this is something that's been in the works for a bit. Yeah. That this they've was talked not, about. Oh, here's least. an idea. Yeah, exactly. You don't this do that the next day. And then, no. And, yeah. Even though you need to, but no, that this was clearly thought out for quite a while. I don't buy it. I think we've heard that we've heard that the last two years now. Yeah, I don't. I just don't buy it. It's it, these people are. Everyone's a little more frustrated these these seasons. Every human being. We've been stuck inside. These players have been forced to just go to their hotel rooms and not socialize or anything like that. They're just finally starting to be let outside. They're just starting to get vaccinated. I don't buy it. I think it's a load of crap. To be honest, I think that this might be sort of a, a blessing in disguise where this could be a huge uh, factor in whether or not they change their game next year. I mean, obviously, yeah. with a new coach, they're going to change their game. Right. It just is what it good. is. But that I, could be very good Brad or very bad. Brad adds his expertise where it's where it's solicited and otherwise screws off. Let, you know, let, let right. this guy drive, which I'm sure Brad would do. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy or, who's going to be too hands-on. Which I think Guy I think or Danny, girl, by the way. Yes, which I would love. I would love Becky Hammond. Um, uh, I, I'm I'm very in on this move. I was I was ready for Danny to go. I I wasn't making that abundantly clear. I was kind of dancing around it. I'm ready for Danny to go. I'm glad he's gone. He thank you for the big three. Thank you for Jalen and Jason. Thank you for everything you've done. It was time. Um, let's see if we can outlive this it curse that you've bestowed upon us. Um, <laughs> But I like this move. I have a lot of faith in Brad. I like Brad Stevens. I didn't want him fired as head coach. I like the promotion. Let's see who he hires. But right now, I like this. This is a nice shakeup. And then I think the second order of business, the, his, his, his top job right now, if all this is true, which it just seems like it is, is get rid of Kemba and get some return. Try to win that trade. Definitely don't take a big L just to get rid of Kemba. This can't be yeah. a, this can't be a blow up restart. We're in the third year now of Jalen uh, Jalen Brown's contract. We gotta we gotta be showing some promise. We should be you know uh, we should be climbing. That next year should be another leap from this year. I mean especially this year because we were we underperformed if anything this season. Um, but was your first uh, your first knowledge of this whole thing going down when I texted you? Of of 
Danny Ainge stepping down and Brad Stevens taking over. Like, did you had you seen that before I had texted you about it? I woke up to you amongst several other people's texts about that. That's what I figured. Yeah, and it was Brad. Like someone said, President Brad, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And, uh, <laughs> were you were you super confused because I was like I I, I wasn't confused that Danny Age was stepping down. That I kind of saw coming, whether it was this year, next year, a few years from now, whatever. I, I knew that eventually it was going to happen. I definitely didn't see Brad Stevens going from head coach to to taking over that spot, though. No, I don't hate it for him, though. And uh, you know, let's no, see what, I don't let's think it's bad. Do. I think you know, it might it might be the right move for him. Let's see if he hires a GM, which I don't think would be a terrible idea. Um, let's you know, there, there's talk about you know numbers guy Mike Zarin, who's you know infamous amongst the league for his guru ness and has always been Danny's Danny Ainge's right hand man. He'd be a great candidate for hiring that GM, uh, as well as many other people. Um, but I, yeah, no, that that I, I that was it was an interesting thing to wake up to, and it and it honestly was positive to me. I I, I didn't need to. It it helped the the season hangover because it just now it I don't know now it feels like we have a shot at free agents. Now it feels yeah. like maybe people will resign here, you know. Yeah, it's different. It's a shakeup. I I believe the rumors that people didn't mess with Danny Ainge didn't like like him. He's a he's a businessman. I think you need a businessman who's still family. And uh, you know, I don't. I think he and Brad got along very well, but they didn't run a team run a team very well. Um, and so hopefully whoever comes in next has the locker room fully, and um, you know, Brad builds a, a nice roster around that. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting offseason and next season overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what an I mean, just expansion draft and hockey and everyone who's up for grabs in the NBA and, you know, the incoming, the upcoming draft and everything like that. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be a fun offseason. It really is. You know, I wasn't ready. I was prepared to stop watching bas- uh, Boston basketball. I was not ready to stop watching Boston hockey, but uh, certainly the off-seasons are something to look forward to nowadays, and it, do- it does seem like uh, as much as basketball is finding its way to be a year-round sport, hockey's not too far behind, especially with expansion draft. This season, it'll be full full year. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, still talking a little bit basketball, we, we won't be seeing Coach KG anytime soon. Yeah. What I mean, unfortunately, by that is I just love KG. I don't think that he would be a good coach. He doesn't think that he'd be a good coach. So it makes sense. But, I mean, could you imagine? That'd be pretty sick. If you hire Sam Cassell and KG's the assistant, how about that? That'd be great. Let's do it. It's just a locker locker room guy. If we trade Marcus Smart, we need to hire KG. (laughs) Someone needs to bring the energy of Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lot, lot, big shakeups. Celtics went about a, as I planned. Uh, they outperformed my expectations. They performed to yours. Um, Not saying much. No. Next week we'll have. I'll have these. We'll see how this Kemba stuff's unfolding. I'll give you my bet. Uh, my favorite uh, potential trades for Kemba Walker. I think we can get a return on this. Let's hope we do. Yeah, and also, also speaking of next week, we kind of have an, an episode in mind to. Get some people involved with the with the show next week, so we can talk about basketball. We can talk about hockey. The end of the Bruins season, the end of the Celtics season. We can talk about off season, whatever you guys want to talk about. So, you know, shoot us a DM if you want to call into the show, yeah. and we'll we'll be having a bunch of people on, getting some different opinions and answering some questions, and uh, you know, listening to the hot takes that are coming in. So, yeah. if you guys want to get in on that, make sure you shoot us a DM or or. Our numbers up on our Instagram and, and Twitter and all that too, so you guys can leave a voicemail if you want to just do that or text or whatever. Yep. Fan fan reaction to the season slash off season preview next week. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be dedicated only to like like I said, interacting with you guys and getting some other opinions, not just us, because I think that you've heard from us enough. Yeah. Um and we'll, we'll you're gonna hear from us a bunch coming up too with yeah. all this off season stuff and you know, as the news comes out whether it's hockey or basketball new coach or you know Tuca retires or whatever you know something that might happen we'll be talking about all that too so there'll be plenty of us so we want to hear from you guys five dollars via Venmo to the top Andrew evisceration for suggesting Mar- Marcus Smart needs to move on five dollars yeah so I, know, I know that's coming best. I hope so yeah. it better be coming 
How dare you? How dare Dude, you? Dude, somebody, I don't know, man. We no. can't we can't agree on everything, no, and, and that's one of the things great. that we don't. No, I mean, listen, but I don't disagree that he is one of our few roster po- people of value. You know who I w- wish was worth a lot? Grant Williams. You know who I'm done watching in a Celtics uniform? Grant <laughs> Williams. God, the kid's got heart, and that's about it. Oh, I'm good. Oh, anyways, thanks for checking in on the depressive Balcony Chatter podcast. Hey, it had to be done, man. Did. And this I'm was glad it. we didn't push it, and we we had to take it on the chin, and uh, we did. We did it. Pat ourselves on the we back. We made it through. We made it through, and if you're listening to this at the end of the podcast, so did you, and we appreciate you. Hell yeah. And everybody else that listens as well. Uh, hopefully next week when we get some of these fan submissions and fan calls and all that, we'll have some positivity. But seeing as we're still pretty close to the end of the season for both teams, I can imagine there'll be some negativity as well. So bring it on. We want all of it. I don't care if it's hot, if it's not, whatever. Um, and I believe... Bring the takes. Show up with bring the, the takes. takes. Come on. It, it's going to be a episode four, as Tim said yesterday on Instagram, all the chatterheads. All the chatterheads. Because if that wasn't a thing before, it's a thing now. Yep, I birthed it on a whim. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. All right, man. Well, all right. All right. It's 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 looking up time. You know, this is gonna, you know, this is gonna taste like shit in my mouth until the Bruins are in the playoff next year. The Celtics. You know, I I don't know what to expect until I see this off season, and I'm excited for it. So we'll see, man. Let's go. I'm ready for the off season. That's it. It's gonna, you know, I'm get. We're gonna get over it. We're gonna grieve. We're gonna. Whatever, and then we're going to move on. I'm, I'm ready for this offseason. And then also, you know, just shout out to the NBA and NHL. It looks like there's some good series on the way, and I hope you guys uh, – I know a lot of people only stick with their sports, but I, I do encourage you, if you are a fan of the game, not just the team, I do think a lot of these playoffs are gearing in the in, in a great direction, some of the be- some of the best matchups we've seen. For sure. I mean, the past is the past, is what it is. What we can look forward to is LeBron is out of the playoffs, so are the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hell and yeah. uh I think we'll leave it at, oh, yeah, and uh, go Vegas. Go Vegas, baby. Go Vegas. And honestly, just just because they're up against Tampa, go go Islanders. Go Islanders. Just for I'm this a, series. I, I don't endorse I don't endorse that, but <laughs> but I do. I'm saying I'm a Vegas fan right now, so let's go Vegas. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right, we'll catch you guys next week, and, and make sure to, to reach out to us because we want to hear from you guys. So thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Stretch. Was it all?